Hello and welcome to the Koeo Conversations podcast. This month we're focusing on SQL Bits 2022. I'm your host Justin Langford and I'm joined by a selection of my esteemed colleagues um, and they're going to give us their impressions and experience of SQL Bits. We've got some SQL Bits veterans and some newbies to SQL Bits so really keen to kind of get their um, their their perception and their experience of, of what they enjoyed from SQL Bits. Just before we get into the subject of the conversation, I'm going to ask them each to introduce themselves. And I'll ask Victoria to go first, if that's OK. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Justin. Yep, I'm Victoria Holt. Um, I've been at Coeo for just over a year um, and I'm an enterprise data architect. So it's uh, great to be here and uh, looking forward to the discussions. Awesome, thanks. How about you, Jess? Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Jessica. Um, I've been with Koyo for just over a year or so, but I'm on the dedicated support team. Brilliant. And last but not least, birthday boy. It's his birthday today, so special appearance on the Koyo Conversations podcast on his birthday, Niall. Hi everyone, um, I'm Mal Quinn. I am a solution specialist dedicated to professional services within the consultancy services team here uh, and I have been with the business three months. Awesome, so which of you have been to SQL Bits before? I know that Victoria has. Um, how many SQL Bits have you been to Victoria? Oh, I've been to every single one. It's really exciting. I've been going since I think I think they must have started like uh, maybe 2007 2008 but yes it's uh lots of fun it's the event of the year basically gets to meet everybody and uh chat about things so. awesome and Niall and Jess uh it was my first event um not just from a sequel bits perspective but in person event through uh working um anywhere I've been at so it was really exciting yeah, I was a newbie this year as well, so that was very, very exciting. And Jess, what, what were you expecting when you kind of signed up and you chose your sessions? What 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 kind of picture did you have in mind? What were you expecting when you um, when you planned your attendance? I was I was really looking forward to those sessions. I signed up for everything, or asked to be signed up for everything so I uh, was a little bit over enthusiastic and ended up going on the Friday and the Saturday to the general sessions which was great um, yeah it was a really really great learning opportunity. How did it compare with what you were expecting in terms of the scale of the event the location the, the logistics and the organization how it was run did you have a like a picture in your mind for, for your first kind of technical conference? Yeah, so I've been to uh, exhibitions before um, in a previous life uh, in medical devices. And so I had some idea of what to expect, but it was so much slicker and more exciting than I was expecting. Um, there's a real like passion in the community, which was really there when like, I attended. Awesome. That's great to hear. And Niall, you were working on the stand, so you were there in a kind of working capacity rather than in a training or personal development capacity. How did it compare with your expectations? I think at first I was uh, probably not realising how big the event was. Uh, I probably didn't think it was going to be that many people there or you know, the amount of sessions that were running. So 
initially when I arrived on the Wednesday and helped set up the stand. So from obviously the commercial side, my role is to, you know, source new business and meet new clients and um, look after our current clients. Um, so from that side, it was different to what I expected. But when I did get to meet people, you know, people who have the same passion as each other, it was really nice to see. Um, and it made the conversations a lot easier because they're there for a reason, which was quite exciting as well. Were there any kind of customers or prospects that you dealt with over the phone that you were able to meet for the first time face to face? Yeah, so quite fortunate to meet one of the the first customers that I'd ever spoken to when I started at Koyo. Quite lucky that they attended and there was about four of them there. So it was really nice to meet them face to face because, you know, when you're in sales, a lot of the time, you know, you're buying signals and your conversations are quite organic. But having been through COVID and over teams, we've not met many clients over the last couple of years. And um, so that was really nice to see them. Uh, and then some of the ones who, you know, I've been prospecting, who may have not been in touch with myself or haven't had too much traction. It was great to actually meet them. And then following that, able to speak to them on email or via telephone. And they've got sort of a face to the name rather than somebody just cold calling them. Brilliant. So it sounds like a big positive impact for you in, in the right way. Absolutely. And Victoria, you, you're obviously involved uh, as a helper and had some visibility in the planning of the event this year. How did the 2022 sequel bits compare with previous events and with your expectations as well? It was a bit different from previous events because this was our first hybrid event. So there was a, a lot more planning and things that we hadn't done before. Also, there was a massive shift this year to being much more a diverse and inclusive conference. So we were doing lots of additional things. And one of the additional things that we did, apart of that, was the Bits Buddies were started to help sort of new newcomers uh, come to the conference, have someone to chat to. And so we were um, working with that and with the Community Corner. But then obviously when we were, I re-monitor as well to help sort of throughout the conference. and. Um, we were looking after the attendees in the room and also with attendees online as well. So trying to sort of keep a balance between the two things. So it was quite different because we had about a third of the um, conference attendees were online. So there was a bit more of a balancing act. So I think it was I think it was a little bit harder work than normal because it's the first time we've done something like this and the fact that we obviously haven't spoken to people properly for like two years so but yeah it was amazing just to catch up with people and things so but yes we had lots of fun and I hope everyone else did as well so awesome great and I think you know we've been gold sponsor of sequel bits for for many many of the events not all of them but but many of them and I think this event um, as a kind of return to in-person events was it was a great success and there were some firsts for us and one of those being that we were able to carbon offset our our travel so we calculated the distance from home and the method of transport so we had some people traveling by air many by train and public transport and um, and a handful by car so we were able to look at all of that and then we planted 500 trees as a result of that to to kind of offset the complete event from a from a coeo perspective including the exhibition stand and and all of the the travel and hotel accommodation during the event as well so that was a first for us do you think that that um big being a hybrid event changed the profile of the attendee do you think that we 
were able to reach an audience with the event that wouldn't have attended if it was an in-person only event or do you think that they were in-person attendees that are just for whatever reason decided to to attend online no i think it makes a massive difference because you always get companies that they can only send one person because they've always got to have somebody in-house so uh for support and things like that so i kind of think it's like it enables more people to attend because you can dip in and out because if you're virtual rather than having to sort of like attend. So I think it will help with that sort of profile of uh, different attendees. And obviously people were still getting COVID as well and things. So it's it made it easy for people to swap between physical and virtual attendance as well. So. Great, that's really good. And offering that flexibility gave a lot of peace of mind to the attendees, I think to um to be able to uh, to switch to to online if they preferred didn't it oh yeah definitely yes and uh yeah i think it's just making people a part of the conference even when they're online uh and uh, chatting to them on the chat things and making sure their questions get answered as well as the attendees in the room so it's yeah it's a different thing i think we're going to see uh hybrid conferences for quite a while now so um, although things are beginning to come a little bit back, aren't they? Even like um, with SQL bits being hybrid, but I don't know whether they'll always go back to just being all in person. It's difficult to say, isn't it, at the moment? But yes, it was a yeah a different type of event, and we learnt a lot about it. So um, roll on next year. Very good. Yeah, looking forward to it already. And um, Niall, thinking about your your kind of experience uh, at SQL bits. Um, what what did you enjoy most? What were your kind of um, highlights, if you like? I think the main thing for myself was going somewhere to an event that everyone was there for the same reason, whether it be a learning experience or, you know, sort of new learning experiences or regenerating some ideas that they may have had previously or even just going to, you know, better themselves. So it showed me that a lot of the people that were there were invested in by their own businesses, which you know, from a sales perspective and a, and a commercial side, it's great to see because the people that are there, the business obviously has a clear path and, and an idea of where they want them to be at. And, and everyone seemed very happy. So, you know, I'm, I imagine if you go to some conferences and your boss sends you and you have to go to, the, to this, there and the other, um, people aren't too pleased. But the amount of people I saw, you know, were really happy to be there. And all the sessions, it was kind of... It was really strange for someone like myself because I've not got a whole lot of dealings with SQL itself or any of that kind of technology. But to see people coming out of sessions, sort of like fist bumping each other and smiling and things like that, it was it was quite exciting. That's a great insight and great reflections, I think, because so many people sacrifice such a lot of their free time and, and the organising committee and the volunteers um, go to great lengths to to kind of create that energy and create that buzz. And I think that what you've kind of spotted there and identified is the, the special source that is unique to SQL Bits and you know, all technical conferences have have. Um, some good speakers and some good content but the real community feel that is totally ingrained in SQL bits is is the bit that I've observed as being um, the, the real magic of SQL bits and and, and the key to success and, and and longevity as well you know the conferences have been around a long time and it is a new format and it's evolved a lot but um, but it's it's really um, had a big impact and how about you Jess you know thinking about your your experience and, and what you enjoyed most what were your kind of key highlights so i was one of those people who attend i did attend uh virtually on the friday 
and I attended in person on the Saturday. So I've got a great overview of both of those. Um, I really loved, I mean, the virtual attendance was great. Um, it was really set, well set up. I didn't feel like it was, um, I didn't feel like we were added on, but that attending in person and being able to meet people and speak to people and discuss the sessions uh, was a really, really great part of that. So do you, do you feel that you missed out on anything by attending online or do you feel that the experience was just enhanced by being in person? It was definitely enhanced by being in person. Yeah. Obviously, the co the content was still there, uh, but it was missing that social um, togetherness mm. that, that really made it special. And I think that we've had a lot of growth in the business in the last 12 months, and there were a lot of... Um, members of our team that I met for the not a lot a number of members of our team that I met for the first time face to face so it was great to be able to see those people so for, for from a colleague perspective as much as a community perspective it was a great opportunity for for us to get together did, did you meet many people that you hadn't met face to face previously Jess? Loads yeah it was my second company event uh, I went to the Christmas party last year but other than that, I haven't met any of my colleagues. Uh, I think it was our first time actually talking. So yeah. that was that was good. That was good. Great. And how about you, Victoria? Were there many new faces for you to meet at Coeo and in the community? I bet there were loads. Yeah, loads of people to sort of meet. Um, and because we were uh, looking after Community Corner, so we were sort of chatting to lots of um, new attendees as well. So. But yeah, no, it was nice to sort of actually see people that I've not met in person before. So so that was great. And uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, there's there's a lot technical learning you can do online, but you can't really get that community, can you? And that sort of like in-person thing, it's still uh, not quite the same online. So so it was it was really good. There's so many reflections when you're chatting about new technology, new features that you can talk to about with colleagues, the people that are sat next to you and, you know, really think about customers and scenarios where you can apply some of these approaches and some of these um, features that, that make um, make a real, um, real impact. And that's actually where you can kind of apply that learning and that new technology or new approach. Um, to, to real life projects or problems that we're working on. And that's what uh, kind of, you know, changes the way that you work when you get back to your desk on, on Monday after the event. Otherwise, it's kind of a, a nice conversation, but it's a bit abstract from your day to day job. And that really creates the opportunity. Were you going to say something, Jess? Have you, did, did you have many aha moments or things that you were, have been able to apply straight away? Uh, not necessarily straight away, but I was just going to say when when I was online, uh, attended virtually, I found that like the 10 minutes or 20 minutes between sessions was quite a long time, not okay. quite long enough to get started on something. But on the on the Saturday, because we'd come out of the sessions and we'd start talking about them, it was it was nearly not enough time yeah. uh, because there was so much discussion coming out of it that we got a little bit involved sometimes. Yeah. And you feel like you're rushing from one room to the next to, to kind of yeah. get in, in place for your final session. Yeah. Awesome. That's been really useful. Thank you each for sharing your reflections. Um, final 
question that I'd like to ask each of you. Um, what's your key takeaway? And I'll start with you, Niall. I think, uh, well, I mean, I do a day to day. I speak to everybody and and have conversations with, you know, varying levels of um, people within businesses, whether it be, you know, some sort of more on the technical side or more on the procurement side. But it was just talk to everybody and anyone. You know, don't kind of pigeonhole yourself into just speaking to this one specific kind of um, client. Is even go and speak to the other vendors that are around there because you're all in the same industry, you're all in the same world. And um, I think it's really key to make friends at things like this because you never know who's going to move jobs or who's going to change roles. Um, so that was the one thing I noticed. And I think if it hadn't have been as open and honest around the environment and such a easy, relaxed place to be, it would be a lot harder. So. That's definitely something that I felt very comfortable being there, um, even though I don't have a lot of knowledge around the specifics of SQL and, and the sort of the technicalities of it. But but yeah, definitely just speak to everybody, um, no matter who they are. I think that's really good because it is a really small world and we've all worked together for a long time all of the businesses that were in the expo hall and um, you know thinking about the tools vendors the monitoring tools the other consultancies and support vendors uh, and it is a great opportunity to to kind of learn from each other to compare notes and it's a small world but the the market is moving very quickly and growing very fast so uh, we've each got different specializations and different kind of focus areas so um, I think it's really complementary actually um and how about you jess is there anything that you kind of um would would kind of pull out as your as your big takeaway any what was your favorite session or, or nugget that you learned from the event i i completely agree that uh obviously everybody there has has something to bring uh speakers and attendees i there was one session I attended, which I really, really enjoyed, which was uh, when to stop tuning a query, uh, which I think is something that, you know, we can we can keep improving and improving. But uh, it was there were some great tips in that. And um, yeah. Okay. And don't keep us on the edge of our seats. What's the answer? When do you stop tuning a query? Um, I'm not sure that that was ever actually fully uh concluded but uh it was it was certainly interesting looking at how granular you can get those changes uh you know when we when you're talking about minutes it makes sense when you're talking about milliseconds maybe just call it a day yeah there's always a point when we reach good enough, right? So we, you, know, there is uh, diminishing returns in terms of engineering effort to to kind of get those incremental gains, and often we can get like 90% of the improvement with 50% of the effort, and to get that final 10% or 20% to squeeze that performance out requires another 50% of effort because the uh, the gains become harder, harder fought, harder won. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we want we all we all want them to be perfect, but sometimes it takes hours and hours to get to the point where you can't make any more dangers. Yeah, great, good good insight, good feedback, thank you. And Victoria, finally, what's your kind of key key takeaway, key insight or learning from, from SQL Bits 2022? Um, well, I kind of think that it was interesting to see how all the different companies are sort of merging uh, their strategies and things to 
talk about like data governance and the different people are looking at it in different ways and how they can sort of like tackle that and it was also interesting to see the product teams so I think there's quite a way for the industry to go but it seems that there's definitely a migration towards more of that data side now so it's quite interesting to see where that will end up with sort of like our data quality and not just thinking about like Azure Purview but how that sort of like fits into that sort of whole so because I went to quite a few sessions on that so I'm probably a bit more um, skewed one way rather than the other because uh, obviously data is my thing but um, but yeah I, d I just thought it was interesting to see like some people had uh, created data quality frameworks other companies were more just about thinking about that Azure Purview integration. Some people were thinking about like, well, what is the theory behind this and how would you actually go ahead and then apply that uh, a framework to go forward with that? I just wanted to give Victoria opportunity to plug um, Data Toboggan while we're on community events. So um, if, if you were to describe Data Toboggan uh, in a couple of sentences and, and, and kind of signpost what's coming up, Victoria, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so Data Toboggan is a conference that just specialises in Azure Synapse and all the connected technologies. Um, we have our summer Data Toboggan event uh, coming up, which where we've got a call for speakers open at the moment. We have a website where you can find out more, which is datatoboggan.co.uk. Um, and our next event, which is Data Toboggan Cool Runnings, is on Saturday the 9th of July. So it'll be open to register fairly soon but if you fancy submitting a session submit away how much does it cost to attend it's free it's a free awesome. community event 12 hours of uh pure synapse learning people from the product group mvps community members we always try to get some first time speakers as well so there's plenty of opportunity for people to sort of like grow in that speaking capacity but as your synapse is that tool that binds everything together now so it's um it's a good place to start learning lots of new areas that are continuously being added to that integration so it's great to watch that space fantastic victoria jess niall thank you very much for sharing your insight and reflections really appreciate your support in this podcast and looking forward to seeing you at sql bits very soon